All right, well, maybe this is working. Let's give it a try. So the other day I tried recording a, a, a video with my, uh, just the phone mic, and it was a piece of shit. It sounded horrible. This is my other little mic plugged into my phone, which might sound better. So <clears throat> this weekend made some uh, ground beef jerky. Pretty good stuff, actually. That was my first attempt. I still need to work on my freeze-drying um, processes. But I think I'm going to uh, get some good hamburger now and, and freeze-dry some raw hamburger and uh, put that away for storage. And then some other things. It's kind of tough because I'm highly uh, keto and a lot of the freeze-dried meals are fucking garbage, nothing but carbs, carbs, and ooh, protein, which doesn't mean shit. So that'll be what's on my mind next. I'm going to try to figure that out. Maybe I'll even record some of them, but I don't like really recording shit because it's become a problem, uploading things and stuff like that. Plus, it seems like the world is out to get anybody that's even half-assed conservative, not like I would be attacked by the FBI or anything because... I really am a non-existent piece of shit. I'm basically invisible, which is good. But I'm watching what's going on, and it's just, it's so sad, you know, whether they're doing it to Trump or if they were doing it to, whether they're doing it to Trump or they were doing it to Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. It's not what we do in America. We don't go after our political rivals or the past presidents. It's just such a third world thing to do. I'm not going to say banana republic because I, I believe in the concept of a republic and not a democracy. And you can see how they've bastardized our language to turn the word republic into a bad thing. Banana republic, you know, and and all that stuff. The People's Republic of China, the Communist Republic of this or that. So I'm, I'm not going to you know use that word in a, in a negative way. But we're just not supposed to do those things to our our elected leaders from, you know, yesteryear. It's just, it's bullshit. So our FBI has become corrupt. Our, our law enforcement has become corrupt. And, and there's nothing you're going to do about it, especially with a, a peaceful protest in a big giant circle jerk where we all sing Kumbaya. It's not going to fucking happen. So I'm, I'm still discouraged uh, as usual, and kind of pissed about all of this stuff going on. But what are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Not a fucking thing. You know, all you can do is prepare. And and that's why we should all be preppers, whether you're a millennial or a Generation X or, you know, baby boomer, whatever. You know, you want to be ready for things to go sideways. Doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Doesn't mean it's shit hitting the fan. It just means sideways. So that's why I'm doing all these uh, side hustles, end of days side hustles, if you want to call it that. And and I think it's it's a good thing to do, you know, for, for everyone. So that's what is with the uh, the freeze dryer is, is a a side hustle. And, uh, well, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, what else to do, you know, with my free time. 
and, and any extra money that I may have. Um, you know, they, they, they want us all to eat bugs, and I guess I could freeze dry bugs and make cricket powder. But that stuff is so bad for you. And, and, and the chitin that their endoskeleton's made up of is so bad for the human body. And it's just, it's a thousand times worse than uh, whatever's in milk that makes us lactose intolerant. So I think I'll avoid that. So I guess I got to buy. I'm thinking of the next project, either doing like uh, six pounds of hamburger, making it into uh, third pound patties, and then freeze drying it and then storing it as raw. I haven't, you know, I might do some rotisserie chickens and, and do that because they're already cooked. I'm looking forward to, to taking the, the, the skins that are always so good to eat and trying to freeze dry them just as chips because it would be kind of like pork rinds, but not. And, and, uh, and if you freeze dried them, they'd probably last a lot longer. I'm going to try it and see. I'll report back. So that's where we're at today. Um, it's Monday, um, the, the end of August, I guess, 28th, 29th. I really don't know, nor do I care. Um, so I've been trying to do, uh, get some stuff organized around here and doing some homework from, from the business. And it's hot as fuck in here. Holy shit. But hey, it's Arizona. It's not a dry heat because it's humid as shit these days. But it still feels good to, to sweat just standing still and, and get some of that, whatever it is that sweat gets out of your body besides sweat. Um, you know, so it, it feels better that way to do the, you know, to sweat a little bit and walk back and forth around the property and, and getting projects done. So this is obviously just a, a rant that goes nowhere. It's a circulatory conversation, which I've talked about before, you know, where it's just like, what do we do as preppers and how do we prep? How do we prepare? And by the way, the media is trying to witch hunt anyone with a, an audience or everything nowadays. I'm not one of them people. Um, what's his name? Andrew Tate. Um, you know, they, they blackballed the shit out of him just for talking about men being men. Sure, they say that he's a misogynist and he hit women and stuff, but uh, I watched him on Tucker Carlson on uh, Fox Nation. And like he said, he goes, I've never been charged. I've never been arrested. I've never even been detained for these charges. So obviously they didn't happen, but that's the narrative. They grab it, they run with it, and then they use it against you. So it seems to me the best way to react to these situations in life as as a, a survivalist kind of influencer, which I am not an influencer, but it, it's, it's to go dark, I guess, you know, is to be a gray man, to, to forget about it. You know, put out a, a podcast every once in a while like I do and stuff, but you're not going to move the needle. I mean, people with far bigger audiences than me are not moving the needle. The needle seems to be nailed down where they fucking want it nailed down. And if you got, you know, probably 15 of the the biggest influencers in, in the survival prepping genre, you would come up with 15 different philosophies and ideas, and that's 
why we can't move the needle. Just like I said, we don't flock together like birds. We don't swim like a school of fish. We don't try to look bigger than we are, you know, which is exactly what the fucking Democrats do. They're just like, you know, we're going to circle the wagons and, and do what they do. Now, granted, they have the, the, the luxury, I guess you'd call it, of having all social media on their side, except Fox. And even Fox is a little bit milk toast, kind of in the middle. They, they talk about very controversial things, but you know, they're usually about two weeks behind what's really fucking happening. So I don't know, you know, you, you can, you can move the needle only so far as, as a, a person when you got, you know, seven almost eight billion people running around on the planet because that's at least if you just said 50 percent of the population kind of agree with you then you got 50 percent of the population but then every idea and every thought and every theory is going to be divided by maybe one percent so as you start whittling it down and doing the math you're not going to move the needle you know um, Canadian prepper he gets a lot of views. He's very interesting and, and a smart guy. I, I like listening to him. I like, uh, you know, the way he presents things and stuff, but it's not going to change nothing either. I mean, he's from Canada, and, and that place is a, a, just a fucking disaster also as far as freedom and rights and all that. You know, you got Australia, like you got Z Media, which is Z eeemedia.com she's from Australia extremely smart she's been on Alex Jones she filled in for Alex Jones this weekend and and she's not going to move the needle you know Australia is going to continue to slide you know off that slippery slope which has become like a, a, a water slide now it's almost like I don't know if any of you have ever had the privilege of going to Slide Rock in Sedona Arizona but you just step your foot on those rocks and it's moss, it's slimy, and you're on your ass and going down. And that's what the slippery slope has become. And we're already going off of it. And, and, and if you've been on slide rock, you know, at the very end, there's like a little, little kind of like a notch in the rock that you go off of. And you can try to avoid it, but you really can't because it's right in the middle where you come out and then you go into this pool of water. So you got to just kind of like push up, like get that your hands and push up and try to get up over it to where it doesn't just rip the ass end out of your jeans. So, you know, you, you go there in any summer and you watch people walking up and down, sliding off and everybody's, you know, their their pants are just destroyed on the butt, which is fine if they're really pretty chicks. You get this great ass shot, but you really got to be careful. It'll tear your ass off. And, uh, that's that's what the slippery slope has become. You know, you don't know when to push up and not get, get you know, verbally or physically or mentally vandalized by the deep state. So um, if you're paying attention to the economy lately, it's continuing to get all fucked up. You know, uh, the Fed chair said that there's going to be higher inflation, which meant the housing market just crashed. Um, rental properties are crashing and, and he kind of explained why that would happen. Like if you're an investor, they own about 30% of all rentals in the United States. And so they, they buy a house for say 200,000 
and and they're on a, an adjustable rate mortgage because that's how the lenders do it for investors. And so as long as the interest rates are low, then they can make a little bit. So they, they might raise the rent. So if they're renting it for 2000 and they're making maybe 5% on that $2,000 a month rent, after their, their costs, you know, the mortgage, the insurance, the taxes, maintenance and repair work and stuff like that, and management fees, if they're making 5%, they're usually pretty happy because that is better than a lot of investments. But then if interest rates start going up, then that 5% shrinks really fast down to 1% or 2%, then they, 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 then they can't you know, continue to make money. And so what they do is start selling them. But a lot of them that get below that 5% or wherever they were at, they might have only been at 3%, but they were happy making maybe you know, 10,000 a year, you know, on that property, then the big lenders, the banks will come in and they will do what's called a margin call and they will go, hey, sell your shit and pay us off. So it's kind of like a margin call with stocks. And then these companies just dump their, their residential, you know, rental housing. And then it puts a glut on the market. Nobody's buying them. So it just starts fucking things up left, right, and up and down. So that's going on, you know, not that they don't need to raise interest rates because they're not going to get inflation under control if they don't raise the interest rates. But there's there's a lot of ways that they can, you know, move this needle, move that. Like I was talking about the big mixer board of the economy in, in America. But it, we're starting to see all these bad effects of bad policy. So it's not just in housing. Housing sales are dropping off a cliff. Uh, building starts have dropped off a fucking cliff. They're not even finishing the giant housing tracks they had going. And, and so you look around, you, you see it, you know, uh, you might be paying less for gas, but electricity rates are going up, food rates, costs are going up. Restaurants where we've been eating for the last 10, 12 years here in town, you know, a meal for me and my wife with tip used to be $30 now, it was $50, um, you know, just for the same fucking meal. You know, thank God, at least it still tastes good. So whether you're an economic ninja or not, you can see that this is, is not going well. And, and we're the ones that are, you know, when shit flows downhill, we're the ones at the bottom of that hill because we went off that slippery slope years ago. And now we're just wallowing around in, in the crap that our government's been shoveling, you know, for years. And, and so it's just going to continue to pile up on us. And, and I think if you have a, you know, a brain functioning, you know, which my age, you know, from high school, that's kind of hard to have. Then, you know, you got to look at it and go, hey, you know, everything I'm looking at doesn't look good for me. How am I going to move the needle for me and my life. And, and that's how I've come up with these side hustles. And I'm hoping everyone listening to me is, is thinking the same thing. And I don't mean a hustle like on the internet or, you know, something like that to where you're heavily reliant on other people. You know, what do they call that? Um, something market risk, you know, um, I can't remember the word, but you know, it's, it's like what you're going to make on the deal is heavily reliant on other things so it's contingent upon well if you got a hustle on the internet and they and they ban you like andrew uh, tate then boom 
you're not making any money, just like overnight. He said they, they banned his social media presence everywhere. You know, all his apps just went off his phone. And then uh, his, his Gmail went away. His uh, domain name went away. All of his, um, you know, PayPal's and all that, what do they call that? You know, your, your credit card processing went away. So he said that was with overnight almost, that everything was just gone. So his ability to make money that way is gone. Now he's setting pretty right now, you know, three, $400 million, so I'm sure he'll survive. But would you? I mean, if this is just your little side hustle for shits and giggles, and, and they shut all that off, or let's just say it gets shut off, you know, or they, they, they do a digital currency and boom, all your money's just gone now. You got, you know, you got your digital Biden bucks card and they'll tell you what you can spend, but you had, you know, 10 or 20, 30, $40,000 sitting in a business account or a bank account or your side hustle account and that's gone. It's just fucking gone. And you saw them do that to, to Russia when they did the sanctions, they kept almost $600 billion in Russian money that was set aside for the SWIFT system for, you know, it's kind of like a, a slush fund to where they could buy and sell things and oil and stuff and the government just seized it. So they'll do it to everyone and they'll definitely do it to you and I. So then what? So you, your side hustle needs to be more barter based. Like I go to you and I say, hey, I got all these freeze dried eggs. I got some hamburger. Uh, you got a pretty big family. I don't. Um, you're way better at hunting than I am, and you got more time with your boys to go hunting or farming or whatever you do. So let's trade. You know, I need I need your boys to come over and spend the weekend, not slave labor, but just spend the weekend helping me clean up the place because it's gotten kind of large and I can't keep up with it, or do some of the things I have to do. And in exchange, I will pay them whatever's equivalent to a day's pay in either food or other items or ammunition or whatever. So that becomes a side hustle. It's not traceable. The government don't know about it. They will have their 87,000 IRS agents looking into that. For that's the reason why they're hiring that many people. So it's bad. It's always been bad, but now it's really fucking bad. So you know it. I know it. We can blow smoke up each other's ass and get high on hopium from QAnon and all that. But the reality is you don't know. You don't know if QAnon's going to come riding in on a fucking white horse with his white hat and save the day. I don't think so because I didn't see it happen during the election. I'm not seeing it happen now when they're fucking with Trump. I don't see it happening in the Republican Party. I just see the deep state continuing to kick the ass out of these imaginary white hats or QAnon people. So don't count on it. If, it. if it works out great, it's just like having a gun. You never want to use it, but you do want to have on, have a gun if you need it. Well, it's the same fucking thing with all this hopium that everyone's smoking. Don't count on it. If it works out, great. But if it doesn't, you need to still be standing far enough out of the blast zone to where you don't become collateral damage and whatever economic explosion goes off. You want to be prepared. You want to be ready. You want to be ready mentally. You want to be ready with your family. You know, whatever that means. And, and, and the people around you, um, if you got a team or whatever the fuck you're into, 
um, you, you want to be ready. You know, I'm more of a lone wolf because I know the only person I can count on is me and my wife. We're both pretty much simpatico when it comes to being lone wolves and going gray. Uh, my wife has a little bit worse operational security than I do, but we do live in a small town. So when she posts pictures of us, you know, smoking, you know, hamburger jerky or freeze drying eggs and stuff like that, you know, most of the people that we talk to online or law enforcement and stuff, but that doesn't mean they won't get all fucking crazy also. So I'd rather she didn't, but right now the world hasn't ended and people will uh, contact her and say, hey, I've got a bunch of eggs, you know, and I don't have a freeze dryer, so let's do a deal. So it works out. It's like anything. You, you got to keep your feelers out, but you need to be kind of, you know, protected. And it's, it's a tough call to make. You know, how much OPSAC do you give up in the name of advertising and, and marketing and networking? Because you can't tell people, hey, I got a, a barter business running off my property or somewhere, um, you know, spread the word. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, that Mark fucking fellow, he's got a barter business, follow him home. And then they, they see how you're operating it and stuff. So you got to have your, your plans. You know, I've thought about barter, you know, for the last, you know, close to 45, 50 years. So there's ways to do it to where you're the middleman, but none of the stuff is where you live. And it's not where they live or the people that are bartering live. So it's like, you know, you go, they can get a hold of me and say, hey, I need to barter this for that. You put out the word, you go, okay, meet me, you know, wherever, you know, pick a place that's convenient for that person. He comes and gives you his goods and then he leaves. And then another person comes, picks him up, does the barter and leaves. And then the only person that knows who is involved in this two things is me. And if they want to shoot me, it's fucking fine. But, you know, it, it takes the guesswork out of a lot of things. So what is the amount of operational security you can afford to gamble, I guess, or wager with? Because you still need to run a side hustle, whether the world is ended or you're planning on an ending. I think it's better to plan on it ending and get ready for it because you, you don't want to get caught with your with your pants down. So you want to be able to go, hey, now, um, I've thought about that. Here's how we're going to do this. Here's how we're going to do that. Here's how we're going to do exchange rates. Here's how we can use this paper money that's now useless as a, a local um, barter situation instead of making a bunch of chits out of wood or, or fucking paper. We have paper dollars and we're going to, we're going to stamp them and, and in a way to where it'd be really hard for the community over to stamp it. And, and, and why would they, but you never know people are fucked, but you know, to where you can keep an eye on it and then you don't have to create your own barter currency because anyone can f fucking forge anything. So at least if you're using the U S dollars that are pretty well done, all you'd have to do is find a way to where you can, even if it's serial numbers, and you keep that under lock and key on, on your bank's computer, even though you might be the bank, you know, all these serial numbers that are actually for your community. So if somebody goes, hey, I got one of these uh, Benson dollars, 
you know, look at it and you type in that number and you go, oh, this isn't one of them. So there's ways to where you don't have to print money all of a sudden. You just use what you got and move forward. So it um, looks like I've been rambling on for about 20, almost 25 minutes. So I'm going to let you guys go and, and think about what I said. And hopefully the audio sounds good because if it doesn't, then you'll never hear this. Love you guys all. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.